What's up? Welcome back to the Tabletop Nights. My name is Victor. I'm joined by Greg. Hello. Welcome to Board Game Bites, the new podcast from us. We're relaunching the podcast, okay? We've committed to doing at least one every six years. So <laughs> no, no. Enjoy. No, It'll be no, a fortnightly show yeah, uh, right. coming out on Thursday Australia time. It'll be available on Spotify and uh, all the popular podcast stuff, hopefully. So, all the um, good ones. So, we've got a few things to talk about. We're talking about uh, Gloomhaven RPG. We're going to be talking about Outsmarted the board game. We've also got District Noir that we're going to be discussing a little bit, which we just got from Pandasaurus Games. Fantastic yeah. game, by the way. Um, and a few other things like what we've backed recently. And um, yeah. Awesome. And Mythic. And, oh. <laughs> Recreate the thumbnail. <laughs> uh, so again this is a video podcast on youtube and it'll also be an audio podcast as well okay let's get into it so um we got district noir t t uh, the other day from pandasaurus games and we just did a playthrough on the channel uh, fantastic game it, it's funny how a, a, a crafty little two-player game like this gives you so many tough choices and it's even better when you win with the three cities uh, win. Yeah, so there's a few ways to win. Obviously, you can win by collecting the most amount of victory points. Um, it's kind of set collection. Yeah, it is. It is a set collection, yeah. So, obviously, the more sets you have, the more points, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there is the alternate victory path of being able to have um, the three cities. But they might not all be in the actual game because you put three cards off to the side. That's it. Um, so, they actually might not even be into the game. Very difficult way to win. Greg did win um, that on our member video. So uh, after losing three other games, <laughs> yes. okay. so if you're interested to see that way to, to win potential, I've just spoiled it now. I guess uh, it is a member video on our channel, so you can go become a member there. But it was it was it was it's light, it's easy to learn. The scoring super simple, like seven minute game. I think we got it down to like that quick. Um, I'll, I didn't really know what to expect because I didn't really know uh, much about this game. Like, Greg, you're pretty excited that like that we got it. I love um, two player games where so. You know, I love things like Lost Cities and Jekyll and Hyde yes. and all that sort of little... This one is... It's just a little filler, but it's got some juicy decisions in and, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a I'm a legend at this game already. Uh. It's very good at collecting the set... Get, again, so it's the three cities, set collection, and majorities, basically, is where yeah. you get your victory points. But there's a clever little mechanism that, you know, you only ever take five cards from that centre row. Yes. And timing. You, you're and... trying to chuck in negatives, and yeah, the timing of it is is key. Very key. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's one of those games that uh, I was really surprised by, and I love the theme as well. <laughs> we actually we, yeah. we don't have them with us, but we had you know police badge and stuff like that. Yeah. It was a pretty fun little video. I'd but say. thanks again to Panasaurus. That was that that's a good one. I highly recommend it. Highly recommended. Um, and uh, they can definitely. It's the type of game that actually makes you jealous that you didn't think of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Those you go, that's so simple. <laughs> Why didn't I think of yeah. that? No, yeah, fantastic. Spot on. spot on. Now, let's talk about the Gloomhaven RPG. So, Cephalofair, uh, three weeks ago or so, they announced... Uh, actually, it was a while ago they announced that they're going to make a miniature set for Frosthaven. I think probably Gloomhaven as well. I'm not 100% sure. So, you, you back it, you get all the minis and, instead of the little cardboard standees. Uh, but then they also nice. announced Gloomhaven RPG. So that's one of you, if you guys are into those RPG games so like D&D. &D is that like Founders of Gloomhaven? Hey, we don't talk about Founders of Gloomhaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually something I've never even looked into, Founders of Gloomhaven. I, I own it. Yeah, what is that? I don't... It's basically tile placement um, expanding your sort of 
territories yeah. and you get victory points for how things you get sort of out to the extremities of them. But the it's fiddly. When okay. you try and work out what I should put where and why, it, it makes it's not one of those ones where you go, that makes sense. Okay. I, I know why I'm It's probably why that. you don't really hear much about it. Does it have a lot of story involved, though? No, no there... story at all. Okay. And it really has no reference back to Gloomhaven in any way. Because they do make a point in the Gloomhaven RPG trailer to, to show that game. They don't mention it, but they show it as something you can incorporate. So basically what Gloomhaven RPG is... Is it, it is a D&D game, essentially. Right. You know, their, version, their own version. I don't, I don't want to compare too much to, to D&D, but even they do in their trailer. But it seems like there's more... And, and I know they have you have sort of cards that you can supplement yes. with D&D and things like yeah. that. But this seems to have a bit more componentry to it. Yes, yeah. So it's as opposed to just a, a player sheet and dice, which is all you need to play D&D. It can all be in the imagination other than the dice roll. Yep. Um, whereas with uh, Gloomhaven RPG, um, they're not saying you have to have physical minis and stuff. They're not saying anything like that. But it will be a uh, catered more to owning Gloomhaven, Frosthaven, and using the pieces and the minis and all that sort of stuff to make a an RPG, uh, your own right. campaign. Okay. So, um, which I think is fantastic. I'm really interested in this. There will be, you will see it on the channel. Um, I will be backing it. Um, so, so do you think players of, because a lot of people will go, Gloomhaven looks a bit overwhelming for me. Yeah. Massive box. I don't want to spend all that money. Do you think this is a good fit for people who might not have, or might have avoided Gloomhaven? I think people that are going to get this game are people that already are in the game. Right. Initially, obviously, right. But then once I think you you hit, if it's successful and it, and it works really well, you will get new players into the franchise. Um, but yeah, I think it is tailored more at the current time towards existing Gloomhaven, Frosthaven players again because it has the ease. It's going to be a book essentially, like yep. a D and D book um, or Pathfinder book that gives you the instructions on how to play it. I don't know if the exact specifics of it, but it will be a book that you get as well as a few card sets. Um, because with, with um, Frosthaven and D&D, just say there's about 40 characters in those boxes, they're a mixture. They're not enough of a mixture in types of characters to play. So right. because in, in Frosthaven, you've got species and then you've got classes of the species, but they're locked in already. And I noticed on the video that there's, there's definitely cards in there which are used in combat, which look... They seem to harken back to Gloomhaven and Frosthaven yeah, themselves. Yeah, so uh, to add on to that is, so you'll have you'll have your Inox Spellweaver, for example, but that character might not already exist in the Frosthaven or Gloomhaven, so they will be giving you the tools to make those characters in the Gloomhaven RPG. So that means they're going to have to in, like increase the amount of cards there are to play because each class has their own set of cards. So if you have an Enoch Spellweaver, which doesn't exist in Frosthaven or Gloomhaven, you're going to need a whole new set of cards to help you play that so, character. So it sounds a bit like it flip-flops between a board game yeah. and an RPG because there's definitely elements where there's some randomness or choices yeah. in card play, maybe tokens 100%. and things around. Yeah. And I think that's where D&D can be not pop, like negative in some ways. Um is especially if you're playing with four or five players, not including the DM, you know, you wait 15 minutes and it's your turn and then you roll a four and you miss. Right. Whereas um, Gloomhaven, I think, gets rid of the dice completely 
and you do use your cards more. Now, there will be, obviously, attack modifiers and stuff like that that does make it miss, um, but they are thinking about it in more of an RPG way, like, and I'm not going to just battle through all these enemies, I'm actually going to try to convince them to, to not attack anymore. So they've really thought about it, and I think it's a fantastic idea. I assume it's the same, same artist, maybe? And... Yeah, you'd hope so. The art is already pretty fantastic. It doesn't need to be any different. I think because if you if you go away too far from the current art, people would think, well, this doesn't feel like Gloomhaven. Yeah, and especially if they're going to be incorporating the, the, the pieces from Gloomhaven Frost, say, yeah. Founders. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't mention Founders. Yeah, Forgotten Circles. They're, they're going to be trying to yeah incorporate it all into the one box. So I think it's really fantastic. It'll just, again, it'll be a book that'll give you the idea of what Frost, uh, Frosthaven Gloomhaven is, and then you make your own campaign. You get the hexes from your board game box of Frosthaven, and you make, and you figure out which tile makes sense. Um, then you got traps and all that sort of stuff. So you can really make it thematic. And again, all you need is at least one of the sets, and you've got pretty much a campaign that you can run. And you think there'd be some prefab stories in there to help? I would say so. There'll be, yeah. You know, sort of like um, with D and D Fifth Edition, they've got the, the 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 starter set, and in yeah, that yeah. is a is a campaign. So yeah, I would assume right. it would be it would be very similar to that. Well, look, it seems like it's a good option. It allows people to get more use out of their games. One hundred percent, yeah, because that's what that's one of the things that does sort of suck about Frosthaven, Gloomhaven type of games where. You play through them once, and yeah, there is a lot of replayability, but you've sort of seen the story. You can go sort of alternate path, sure. Um, and I'm not saying there's no replayability in those games. A lot of people play through them multiple times. Me, really? I don't, yeah, a lot of people but really there's, do. There's literally hundreds of scenarios now, isn't there? Yes, yeah. but yeah, so there would be lots of branching paths now, especially right. in Frosthaven. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm really excited to, to, to see it. But there'll be a lot of replayability with the box itself. So yes, you are getting more bang for the buck, which I think is, so you, is fantastic. You'll be backing it? I'll be backing it. And probably the minis too, because you can't say no to 150 minis all in a pack. You know what I mean? And it's coming to the back of kit in uh, June this June, year. June, June, yes. What'd you write? June 20. <laughs> well, I was trying to do it as though I hadn't written it down. Bit, <laughs> no, but uh, we did. We write things down. I, I don't know why you pointed to the paper. and uh, I was trying to make it look like I knew what I was talking about. So we'll be keeping an eye on this yeah. um, as more details um, develop. So make sure you... Uh, subscribe as Do you think well. it's something we do on the channel? An RPG like that? We've done a bit of D&D before. I want to do more D&D and RPGs on the channel, yeah. even miniature games, actually. Well, so. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you'd like us to do that kind of thing on the channel, make sure you put in the comments, like, and subscribe because it's up to you. If everyone goes, no, nah, we don't want to see that, 100%. we'll do something else. Uh, and also, yeah, leave any questions as well you have for us and we'll try to answer them the best we can. Absolutely. All right. Um, so... We must be growing as a channel because we've we received two packages like <laughs> like like Dice Tower's uh, boring unboxing. Yes, where Tom does like four hundred packages a day. We get one a month, but that's okay. No, so we got outsmarted. Um, it's got some fantastic music. Yeah, so, we got, got Gandalf. So Isabel Isabel from Q Play Games contacted us and said, "Would you like to see this game?" Now we've all played sort of Jack in the Box and on screen quiz games through our playstations and yeah. phones and stuff like this. This apparently is integrating the phone and the board game sort of and screen yeah. and you can actually play it remotely and in-house which is fantastic with your friends i think um board games have been trying for a very long time and they've successfully as well to incorporate technology with did you ever play any of those vhs board games like nightmare yeah you play you put the A vhs and then it says, yeah, yeah. yeah you do this yeah so yeah. um 
and you see this a lot with you know Chronicles of Crime, um, Lucky Duck love to do. Oh, the after of the yeah, after yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is very similar to this. I think um, it will be fantastic for for because it's eight eight people, uh, two twenty four people, two eight, to twenty four year old, eight, eight and up. Uh, but really, you could go younger than that. Um, but yeah, it does incorporate well, the board game, which is unique to me. Well, it actually has basically when you create on your phone or tablet yeah. or whatever, you go, "Well, I'm a kid." Yeah. So the questions that you have well, to tailor. So, so they'll be harder for us. So there'll be there'll be questions that just suit the little ones, yeah. questions that suit the tweens and upward, and then then sort of the adults. So I think it's great, and it, and the presentation's fantastic. It actually sort of surprised me a bit. It looks really cool. Should we open this up? Yeah, open it up. All right, let's have a look. Let's have a squeeze. Nice box. It's just a tiny little box like that, and it's got but, minis painted already. I've already had a look at the app. The app looks pretty good. We might put some footage up here at some point so you can see what that looks like as well. Um, but we've got some uh, interesting characters in here. So, oh, it's got a credit card. Oh, that's our license key. I, don't you remember the old days when you'd get your video games and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You'd have a license key yeah, card yeah, like yeah. that, and you go, oh, who's? You have to ring up your mate and go, have you got the key for this? Because I can't <laughs> figure it out. This is fantastic. This is great. Yeah. Like this is absolutely fantastic. Let's go over here. Yeah, let's go over here. Oh, very nice. A nice big, bright, colourful board. Yeah, yeah. Lots of colours, and obviously there's some dice sections here. So, I don't know that so if it was just this, it'd be a boring game, but because yeah. it incorporates the app as well. Look at the die. That's massive. That, that's huge. That <laughs> is, and it works. It always <laughs> rolls. So this is obviously like to hold the iPad, or maybe potentially. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or for the, Oh, look, yeah, look at, it's actually, yeah, look at that for your phone. Yeah, yeah. There's one of those for the big, because again, this is one you can watch on your phone. Um, you can actually project it on your screen or put it on your big TV or whatever. You can have people dialing in remotely, you know, that you get a yeah. room. It's like, it's like Jack in the Box. Right? Yes, that's what I was going to compare yeah, it to, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I've actually played a few online that are quiz games that have the board game mm -hmm. on the, on like PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool to have the We love doing that when the family comes over. But I like the way that you can have some people in the room and some people yeah. somewhere else yeah. and you can all still play the same game. Congratulations on becoming an outsmarted game owner. So, little QR code there for your, for your app. Okay, who have we got? Let's have a look. We have, obviously, Cleopatra. Yep. You gotta have her. Cleopatra. Yeah, for sure. All right, who's next? You don't take the men in order. Gandalf. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci, obviously. Yep. Albert yeah. Einstein. Albert Einstein. It looks exactly like him. Who's this? Oh, okay. Uh, Amelia. Yeah, it's Amelia. Up. Hang on, where's she got? Where is Amelia oh, out? She's gone. I can't find it. Who's this? George, George Washington Carver. Carver. And then we've got William Shakespeare. Now, you might not know who George Washington Carver is. I don't. Please forgive my ignorance. But um, when you download the app, it actually says what region you're in. Okay. So the questions will be tailored towards Australia, New That's Zealand, very important. Europe. Nothing worse than getting a game and you go, in what year did Thomas Jefferson cut down George Washington? Hugely important. You know, you go, oh, and that's okay for occasional stuff. But a lot of them, a lot of games like this have been area centric and yeah you don't want to play because you go i'm sick of talking about prime ministers of britain that is one thing that um does suck about some trivia games is that they can be very difficult they can be yeah 
quite difficult to answer the questions if they are yeah region based. Yeah. Especially American board games. Jeez, all the minis go back in a specific spot. Well, that, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they don't fit. But don't say that. <laughs> no, no, no that, that looks good. Um, so he was so George Washington Carver is one of the 20th century's most prominent agricultural scientists. There okay. You go. So we've learned something already. But that's already, what, American law, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, this isn't an overly expensive game, but the fact that you can actually see your scores and questions yeah. coming up on the board adds that extra. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm playing a board game. Otherwise, you feel like you're just doing a phone quiz. Yeah, and looking down, not really you know interacting. I, mean? so I, I think that's a great idea. Really like that. Um, very happy with that. Let's uh, let's get some more free board games happening, publishers. So if you're, <laughs> you're watching free, or listening, not free, uh, but you'll get quality content like that. No, yes, exactly. That's actually a good point. It is not free. It's yes, we exchange it for good content. We spend a lot of time editing, um, researching, hundred percent, watching what other people are looking at. Like we go on the Kickstarter and all those yeah. things because we want to see what people are backing. Yeah. What are they going to be excited about? And, yeah, what what are we going to be excited about? More importantly, no, <laughs> and. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, in that regard, I've just backed Seismic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I did not see that one. Seismic. <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend I, I know. Of right? course, I've gone. And what I like, though, is there's like there's a retail version yeah, and yeah. a super version. Okay. There's not like 8 million add-ons. Yeah. It's got this beautiful big round yeah. board with hexes. And what you're trying to do is basically you've got these dudes that are going out and there's combat. There's interfering with other people, but the planet's gradually degrading so what's happened is they've they've been mining the shit out of this planet okay and hexes keep disappearing so you could incorporate frost gloomhaven rpg into this right because they're okay. hexes instead of squares All right. sorry sorry um star reach games or whatever, uh, we're, we're, yeah anyway um but what happens is that the map gradually degrades okay. and you can only do so much, but then you're trying to build, I think, like six or seven components to your rocket ship yeah, and be okay. the first one to launch to okay. and everyone else dies. Awesome. I love that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah. If you've ever seen Giant Killer Robots, it's got that big game feel, like the big pieces are like massive. Yeah, yeah. So don't worry about the retail version. Get the big, big mega, one. Yeah. super one. Go all in like Greg does. I'm always getting like the small versions of games and Greg's getting the big... Well, Victor gets the free ones. No, no, no. <laughs> But that that looks really awesome. I do like that aspect, and hopefully, it's one of those games where it's like it comes down to the wire. You know those games where it's like you're you're about to win, your next turn you're about to win, oh, and someone yep. else beats yep. you to it. I love board games like that. Do you? Um, yeah, when it's like, oh yes, I'm going to win this, and someone wins it right before you. When that happens consistently, it adds a lot of tension to the game, and it yeah, goes with the fun. theme as well, especially if the planet's blowing up. Well, as of uh, so, what's today? Today is the They've got until about the 25th of May to back that one. Needs some more backers. It's not actually going as far as I thought it would. Over $130,000 Australian, though. No, no, it's doing very well. So yeah. it is Star Reach Games. Um, if they had given us sort of a preview copy, it probably, they'd probably have 520 backers instead of oh, 519. They would have had <laughs> millions of backers yes. and be raking it in. Because that's what <laughs> happened with that other game, remember? Yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. well, I can't name it for no, legal reasons. Yeah, I've forgotten which one it was. Um, but yeah, Star Reach Games, Seismic, it's C-Y-S-M-I-C. We'll put a caption That does sound anyway. fantastic, yeah, but no wonder it might be a little bit under the radar because, yeah, not a lot of people. You know, not that I'm judging or anything, but the art, they could have had some, maybe the board as the the focus, you know, the deteriorating board maybe is the focus for the Kickstarter. 
Um, I don't know. But yes, I'm not an expert. But we don't have a copy, so I can't. I'd, I'd love to preview <laughs> it for you. Um, I actually recently backed Botany, which is probably the Kickstarter game at the moment. You mentioned that up. on your upcomings. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you want to see some upcoming Kickstarters for the month of May, make sure you tune into the upcoming Kickstarters of May video. Um, so yeah, Botany. It looks fantastic. A lot something of something about killer plants. Killer plants. No, well, it's yeah. it basically um, you get you get a series of cards that tell you you have to go get this plant, and then you go around the world map collecting the plant. There is a bit of a, a gotcha aspect of the game where you can sort of give other players poisonous plants to right. to to, uh, to make their life harder. But a lot of um, new games, and you can. Um, back me up on this one they have seen the success from games like wingspan where they had that really realistic beautiful art and it does have that sort of um vibe to it where the plants they draw realistic their drawings yeah, yeah. yeah so a lot of the games are going that way these days they're not just going the anime route um, yeah it's funny because it's almost at the end of that because right during covid all those nature themed yeah. games came out. Yeah, yeah. Like heaps of them, Verdant and, and all these other ones, Succulent, all those kinds of things. And you go, this is kind of on the tail end of it. Yeah. But it's, it sounds like it's, I like that sort of moving around yeah. rather than just a static display of cards. Obviously, I don't know too much about the details of the game. I just sort of just backed it straight away, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there does look like there is that aspect of um, you're out in the middle, sort of like, um, what was that other game from the Wingspan developers? Uh, Mariposas. Mariposas, yep. where you are out in the world and you have to make it back to your home at some stage to sort of restock. So I like yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of the, gameplay mechanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so in, yeah, in this game, you don't just spend all the time on the board. You actually actively go, have to go back to your home to essentially drop off the plants that you've gathered. And that's when you sort of send uh give your opponents bad plants and whatnot well there's you and five thousand other backers on that yeah one. and it's still 21 days to go so you know that's yeah, going to increase so there's nearly five thousand, and that's another us one i do like so it's victorian artwork too as well which i yeah. quite like uh, I we're, the we're in victoria but it's a different victoria it's fairly cheap as well 39 american that's just for the the board game and the kickstarter i think stuff. people like the value i think that there's good value and yeah again and I said this in my um, one of my recent videos. Some publishers do these big overblown productions, and it's just too big, too much. You never actually play it with everything. Give us a game we can get better at. Yeah. Make it neat, concise, bang. And they're the ones that have really been... Um, the ones that you hear about as well. Like a Wingspan, for example. They're the games that people are actively like, talking about and that you hear about all the time. No one's talking about these games. that uh, they People do, obviously, and I'm not going to been too negative but these games where there's a thousand boxes after the kickstarter runs and everyone gets their box no one really mentions them again yeah like um, um, bloodborne yeah yeah um assassin's Oath, creed oath sworn yeah all these massive um, games i think look i think Oath sworn was in a category of its own because yeah. apparently that's i actually bought a copy but just <laughs> sold it because i looked at it and i went again i was a bit overwhelmed by it um which kind of is a not a bad segue just to quickly yes. touch back on Mythic, if you haven't watched my video, you can watch it. It's only 10 minutes long. Um, Mythic are currently going through a bit of a struggle with delivery, asking for more funds, etc. I don't want to go over the whole thing again here, uh, but I have had an early response from Kickstarter saying that it's with their trust and safety team. Uh, they have promised us a reply that we can share with you um, because I, I'm definitely a person that feels like I've been targeted a bit by asking for more money 
Other companies have done it, but this seems to be an ongoing rolling trend now with currently with Mythic. With Mythic, yeah. Because they've already done it with Darkest Dungeon um, and uh, Six Siege. Sorry, okay. Six Siege. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then, but also, Hell the Last Saga has stopped. Anastasia has stopped while they're catching. And it's sort of like, oh, well, hang on, we're focusing on certain production. Then, yeah. But it actually means, I think... It, it feels like they want to use the money from this to catch up on the next one, and there's heaps of people missing out on it, their dollars. It sucks, but it sort of needs to happen, I think, because there are... This can't happen. It's happened too much. It, this can't happen on Kickstarter and GameFound at all. Like, yeah, very rarely does it happen, but it, it shouldn't happen at all. Um, we'll definitely go more into detail about this sort of topic in a future podcast for sure. Um, but these things can't happen. Like, even right now, um, if we go to my oldest game, which isn't really too old, um, Onimaru, um, I still get updates for this game, but I backed it in 2019. Yeah. Um, and it looked great at the time, and I was relatively new to the hobby as well. But, yeah, uh, it, you know, 75 bucks American, and we still don't have anything. Um, and, and, and that's quite a small amount. That's a small yeah. amount, yeah. Because mine's like... 270 US, and then they want another 186. So if we're not to get that product, you know, that money sh- can't just disappear. Well, know? no, it hasn't. Well, the, the, obviously, again, the issues are the money is given straight to the company to go away and do their thing. But then kind of like those, the backer companies kind of wipe their hands and go, well, we're not going to monitor we're how they're now. going. Yeah. If you clearly read the comments in any in quite a few games now, you'll see... People are unhappy. We're being asked for more money outside yeah. of the platform. So, obviously, Stodgy. Kickstarter can't... Well, they can't focus on everything. There's thousands of projects, right? But it's going to end up being where people go, well, we're not going to use your platform to back games because we don't trust the process It doesn't anymore. feel safe. Yeah. Look, there are actually stories of um, people that... Of companies that do never deliver with the product and then the money never gets refunded. Uh, well, it does happen. I, I don't know of any board game that's happened with. No, it's definitely happened. And that's okay. the risk you get when you sign up. I know. And that is a risk that, you know, we're all willing to take. But it really shouldn't happen. There has to be some sort of onus, especially if they're allowing that company to then make something else on their platform. That's when that Kickstarter should be, you know, sort of held accountable to some yeah, yeah. degree. It's it would um, like, like me, I own a board game shop. If I got an order online and then someone mm. comes in and they go, oh, I'm just keeping your money. I've spent it on lunch. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like to yeah, me. It's yeah. not quite that base, but anyway. I Mythic mean, were releasing some pretty cool stuff. Um, the issue is, that, and again, they've said this themselves, they need to bring it in to, because they can't, because these, obviously the overheads for a big mm. project are expensive and COVID came along and all the rest, but it's like, there must be a point where you go, we're overstretching now. We actually don't have enough cash flow to keep our business going. Yeah. Oh, we better release another project so we get enough money to pay for the... I'm not saying that's what they did. No, no, no. Allegedly. It, it feels like... It feels it like feels that. like that. Yeah. Anyway, I've spent enough time on that. But, State, look, we are, we are chasing them up. Uh, and if you feel aggrieved or you think they've anyone has ever done anything wrong with your project, make sure you click the report your project button because they will demand that you do that anyway. Yeah. Yep. So at the bottom of that, when you do your scrolly down bit, don't go to the bottom of the page where it says contact, etc. But just when the scroll bar stops, yep. it, it'll say report this project. Click on that 
and put in your information. Yeah. And it seems it, like it, Kickstarter it, wants you to do that as you, well. Again, they'll only they'll only realise the the gravity of the issue if we all start doing that. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. All right, that's pretty much a. Uh, you got any other games you back just, real quick? Just two more quick. I've got the Last Kingdom coming very soon. Again, another game with not a lot of backers. Based on a Netflix series. Yeah, okay, but I've seen that, that on Netflix. But it actually looked pretty good. And again, it's just one box with a full game in there. So if yeah. you'd like to see that, let us know. The other one is Dune War for Arrakis, which looks insane. It's the same design as um, War of the Ring. I'm seeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I cannot wait. I'm seeing like pre-order now for that game everywhere. If you haven't backed it, yes, get in now. I don't think there's any late pledges available because it's well and truly on its way. Yeah, you can probably pre-order it from somewhere. Uh, d- you can probably pre-order, pre-order it from, from me Greg, and I'll yeah. get it for you. But, um, it just looks really good. The minis are cool. And I loved War of the Ring. The yeah. gameplay in that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, very asymmetric. Looks awesome. Cool. All right. That was a podcast. Um, again, we're not going to go keep them too long. Um, but again, uh, it is a video podcast and it will be available on a few streaming service, uh, podcast services. So check the description um, for those that are available. Thank you very much for watching and listening to uh, Board Game Bites, our new podcast for yeah. Tabletop Nights. Put it on in the car. We'll see you later. Absolutely. See ya. Bye. Bye.